Welcome to the Next Greatest Thing podcast, powered by the Arkansas Valley Electric Cooperative Corporation. This podcast is a place where we come together with electric experts and dedicated operators to discuss current co-op events, leading edge technologies, and communicate with AVECC members. We are Arkansas Valley Electric, changing the communities we serve. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Next Greatest Thing, a podcast brought to you by Arkansas Valley Electric. My name is Brandon Fisher, and today we will be talking about solar power and how Arkansas Valley Electric can be here for you when deciding if solar power is right for you. I want to start out this episode by going over a report that was put out by Wood McKenzie Power and Renewables along with the Solar Energy Industries Association, also known as SEIA, in May of 2019. The report says that in the U.S., more than 2 million homes are now powered by solar installation. The mark comes just three years after the industry completed its 1 millionth installation, a feat that took 40 years to accomplish. The report goes on to state, today, the 2 million residential, commercial, and utility-scale solar installations produce enough electricity each year to power more than 12 million American homes. By 2024, 2.5% of all U.S. homes will have a solar installation. SEIA CEO and President Abigail Ross Harper says the industry is on track to double again in five years, and she believes that in the 2020s will be the decade that solar becomes the dominant new form of energy generation. Wood McKenzie forecasts that there will be 3 million installations in 2021 and 4 million in 2023, continuing the swift rise of solar. Here at Arkansas Valley Electric, we have just under 200 members that are utilizing solar for their source of energy. So with that, we want to introduce Barrett Ewing. He is our Engineering and Operations Director here at Arkansas Valley Electric. How are you, Barrett? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. Can you give us a little background on on who Barrett is outside of the resident solar expert here? Well, I'm not the resident solar expert, but um, as Brandon said, I'm the engineering operations director, so I oversee um, our electric distribution system on the engineering and operations side of things. And uh, my background is is electrical engineering and a lot of uh, electronics work in my previous history. So before, you've been at the co-op for? Three years. Three years, and before that you worked for a research and development firm? Yeah, we designed um, electronic devices, um, so a lot of microcontroller work and, and uh, electronic board work. Where'd you get your degree? In the University of Arkansas. University of Arkansas. Arkansas. Yep. So I think it's important for us to, um, before we start this conversation, to, to let our members know or our listeners know that the point of of Arkansas Valley Electric researching solar and, and knowing what's going on in the solar industry is is the fact that we are here for our members um, as a as a resource. We want we want our members to call us after they've after they've researched solar from the um, providers in from the contractors in and and call us and and contact us so that we can make sure that you have the best information before you make this investment. And um, we have people in place to do that, and, and we look forward to doing that because we want our members to be knowledgeable before getting into to this. 
Um, so let's just start out with some basic questions, Barrett, that you can elaborate on probably at a very high level. What are solar panels? So solar energy uh, begins with the sun. A solar panel is a device used to harvest that energy. Um, sometimes you'll see them called PV panels, which is um, for the um, technology behind how, how the system works. So it uses a process called photovoltaic effect, and that's where the PV comes from. So how do they work? So solar panels are made up of the uh, individual cells, uh, cells of silicon, and when the su sun strikes those cells, it causes a current to flow and in turn generates a voltage and a current, which gives us the energy we need to power things. So it, it's fair to say that the more sun that your region or that your location has, the better your solar panels will work. Is that fair? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. So I think uh, location um, is a big deal on choosing a solar field and deciding whether solar makes sense for your area. Um, in Arkansas, I think the national average last or the average last year for uh, annual average for last year was five hours of peak sunlight a day, and um, obviously that's throughout the whole year. So there's going to be times of the year where you produce more energy um, than that, and times where you produce less. <clears throat> but that's a, a, the key to um, being successful in solar is choosing a good location. So June, July, August are going to be peak months to long days, sunny days, you're going to be able to produce a lot of energy with a solar panel during those times. That's correct. Yeah. So today, um, as we speak, it, it's cloudy and raining outside. What are solar panels doing right now? Yeah, so on a, on a day like today where it's overcast or cloudy, particularly stormy days, you're not producing um, a, a rel relatively no energy at all coming out of the solar panels. So I think... Um, it, that that brings up a good point. There's there's multiple ways that you can handle this. So when you when you have a solar system installed in your home, you expect to be able to produce energy for your home. But on today's like today or at nighttime, you're not producing that energy. So there's there's multiple ways to handle that. And um, you can go through and have storage in the form of batteries so that you can store excess solar um, that you're not using at times where you're producing a lot, like you talked about in the summer months and when you have long days. Um, and then you can use that storage for later use, nighttime, those kinds of things. Typically what we see is is this is where kind of Arkansas Valley comes in, and so we have a net metering program which actually allows you to tie your solar um, panel, your solar field to our electric grid, electric distribution system, so that we can use whatever excess energy that you have, um, and then we'll also provide you the energy um, when your solar is not producing. So when, when you say tie to our grid, so we're talking about producing energy and putting it back on the infrastructure that you see outside your house from, you know, on the lines, correct? And then that excess energy that you've produced isn't necessarily going to um, provide power to your house at that instance. It might be in providing that power to your neighbor's house or three or four houses down the street. How does that, how does that energy that you're producing get back to the grid? So when we we sign you up for a net metering account. So net metering, the term net metering means um, your meter. Now, instead of your meter just reading energy going into your home, it's reading energy coming out of your um, solar onto our, our distribution system. And so we can tell if you're producing energy in excess of what you need, and we'll take that power and distribute it through our system to um, someone that needs it at that time. 
and that's that's how that's working. If someone is using solar in their home or business, I mean, how do, how does that work? Yeah, so we talked we've talked a lot about how does where where's the energy going. So typically, um, if you're working with a contractor, you'd be sizing your um, solar field to account for whatever the load of the house would be on a on an average basis. And those are numbers that we can help you get. Um, we can tell you what your historical usage is for particular times of the year, and you could size the solar system to try to go through and and um, produce the correct amount of energy. There's going to be times in the day where you're producing more, like if you're not home in the middle of the day and you don't you don't have anything on and it's it's fall or spring, it's cool weathers, you're going to be producing more energy than your home's using. And so um, now that, that energy's got to get redirected to our distribution system. Now you get home at 5 o'clock and everything turns on. Now you're using a lot of electricity. All of your energy that you're producing is going to be going directly into your home. And at times we're probably having to supplement that with our with our energy that we're providing. So when when someone let, let's play two different things here first, um, it, explain to us when solar would be the right decision for someone. What does that situation look like where it, it is the right move for a consumer to make? Yeah, so I, I would imagine the main driving factor a lot of times behind it is from a financial standpoint. So. Uh, you know, one of the benefits is, is trying to reduce energy cost, but I think those are things that really need to be researched. So there's going to be some investment investment up front in this system, and you need to make sure that your return on investment's there. But I think that's probably the driving factor. Advantages of solar, it's I mean, it's a renewable energy source, so you're able to take advantage of those. Um, I think we talked a little bit about it earlier, but location is probably the biggest key and making sure you have an area if you have um, – if you have a lot of land, if you have open land, if you have area that you can use um, to as a solar field, then those are probably your key factors and probably the most important things to be assessing. Cost, right? So I, I for one, have seen an advertisement um, off and on that, that says we'll lower your bill to possibly f- as low as $15 a month. Well, right out of the gate, if someone called, we could tell them, we could tell our members that's not correct because we have a availability charge that is more than $15. So just to have a meter at your house will be more than $15 for, for, um, one of our members. Um, so you, you talked about location, right? So if I live up in the Ozark mountains and it's, and it's a lot of trees, that's not going to be a great location to start a, a solar installation. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, so anytime you have something that might block the uh, sunlight from your where your field's located, you're not going to be taking full uh, uh, advantage of a solar field. And so I think that's that's the key is making sure it's placed somewhere that you're going to get full sunlight at, throughout the day. And I think you're right. You know, the, the talking about cost, um, you know, we we don't want there to be any surprises. So we want to be here as a resource. We want to be here to help you through these things. And when you start looking at contractors or you lo- start looking at um, installers, um, I'd like to reiterate, choose multiple vendors, get multiple quotes, um, make sure what they're telling you is um, across the platform because, you know, it's not just about the cost of the system, but it's also about what their assumptions are on what you're going to produce on an energy level because that's going to be the key to getting the return on investment that you need to make it successful. So um, using us as a resource, once you have those numbers, um, there's things we can do to help you analyze that data 
And then, like you said, you know, no matter what, if you're if you're a net metering customer or a net metering member for us, you would um, you're going to have a minimum uh, availability charge. So you might not have any kilowatt hour charges if you're producing more energy than you're using, but you are going to have a minimum availability charge um, for those times that we need to produce the energy for you at nighttime during storms. So I uh, should have mentioned this in the in the introduction, but we talked about in by 2024, two and a half percent of um, American homes will be powered. It's fair to say that we've dealt with members that have look researched solar through men, other, many other different vendors, right? So we have experience in maybe which ones are better, which ones um, have seen better results once the the installation has been in use. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try to give a... a non-biased opinion on um we probably won't recommend exactly who it is but we can recommend um some vendors to go out to and and get your information from your data from and then we've got we have data that can help kind of use those numbers i mean they're going to be using a lot of the numbers that we're providing from a historical usage standpoint on what you're using from an electricity standpoint from us so i think uh, i think we can help provide that kind of information so with that being said What's an instance where someone calls in and we know right off the bat that this isn't the best decision for the member? I think it, well, I think that's a hard question. So I think there's so many pieces to go into um, researching whether a solar field is appropriate for your home or your property. And I, I keep harping on the location, but I think if, if you live in a wooded lot and you don't have any um, space to put it, if you know a lot of people a lot of times we're seeing um installations go on top of homes on the roofs because that is kind of free space i think one thing to remember there there's there's cost outside of just um what the the solar field might cost you things you need to be you need to consider so you know is it going to affect your home insurance if you place it on your roof what kind of maintenance is that going to um include if you ever had to go change out your roof change your shingles out now you have a solar system that's on top of your house and and those are all costs that you need to assume. So we look at, you know, typically I think uh, uh, these solar panels, these solar uh, systems that people are installing have anywhere from a 10 to 20-year lifespan. So as you start looking at your return on investment, um, you just need to make sure that 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 it will be there and that it's not going to cost you more money in the long run. So you talked about a, a little bit about consider the cost, and we've talked about connecting back to our grid, right? Um I'm going to throw an example out there and and you let's just discuss some of the things that would be alarms, right? So if I have a, we'll say 50 acre farm and it's perfect for a solar farm and I have a, a vendor come out and we talk about the cost of, of putting the, the panels on the land, but I'm a mile and a half away from Arkansas Valley Electric's grid yeah so if you know when the when your contractor comes out there you know where where arkansas valley is responsible for we're uh, we're responsible up to where the meter base is so if if you need to get your electricity that your solar field is producing to that meter that that is going to be cost that has to be assumed and that your contractor should be should be looking at those factors and what kind of cost would it cost to, to get the power over to where our meter is this might be more of a recap question, but let's go over again and just to highlight, because I think this is one of the most important things of the, of this whole discussion is is what we should be considering before purchasing um, solar 
for a homer business? Yeah, so I think we've touched on a few of them. So I think that, you know, once you start looking at this and, and you um, have contacted some um, vendors or contractors to get some quotes, um, I think outside of what they're telling you what the cost is going to be for your solar field, um, also consider uh, maintenance fees. What kind of warranty are you getting on them? What's the, uh, what, are, what do they expect the lifespan to be? Um, insurance costs, do you need to insure the field from damage, hail damage, what, whatever might be the cause? And then also, do you is there something that your home insurance is going to change with um, to make sure if if you are putting this on your roof, to make sure you're reaching out to your um, homeowner's insurance company, whoever you use, to make sure that's not going to affect your rates. And those are things that we're going to touch on with the member when they call in, right? So we can go through that list and say, hey, here's have you checked this out? Check this out, and really achieve our goal of being a resource for members that are interested in solar yeah ultimately our goal is to be here and make sure that there's no surprises so when when you get your first bill after you've had your solar um, field commissioned and it's it's up and running we don't want there to be a surprise we don't want it to to um, come back and not look like it's producing what you expected it to because the 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 data wasn't there the research wasn't done so we want to be the tool there to make sure that we're providing whatever information you need and and um, to be a net metering um, account member with us there's a process to go through and we have to we have a connection agreement in that connection agreement we have to make sure that there's some safety measures in place there's there's pieces that need, we need to do an inspection and those kinds of things so that we can protect um, not only you but all the other members on our system to make sure that it's safe reliable power and and one resource we can give not just to folks that are interested in in solar, but to, to any member is a 12 month usage report, which at the very start will be beneficial because you know, over a long span of time, what you've used and you're going to be able to compare that to information that you're getting, um, from the solar contractor. Yeah. It's a great tool to be able to use and, and, and go through and size your solar field too, to make sure you're not, not spending more money than you need to, to produce the amount of power that you need. So Let's say we have um, we have a solar field and um, we are producing um, more electricity than we are using. What does that look like? Yeah, so uh, probably to set that stage up. So when your solar field gets sized, there's going to be times of the year where you are producing more. So for example, you brought up you know summer months are great times for solar. So now we look at a, a hot summer month and um, full sun no no uh, weather um no cloudy days so you produced way in ex- you, pr- you you produced in excess of what you your house used so there was times a day where you were probably using all of it but there are other times where a bunch of that's coming back on our distribution so we have a a meter that's going to be measuring that energy that you're producing in a kilowatt hour form just like we measure as the energy that you're using and that's, that's how we go through and charge for electricity that you're using is in a kilowatt hour form. So those kilowatt hours that are coming back on to our system, we'll start measuring those and they, those offset. And um, if you produce more than you use at the end of the month, we'll, we will roll those over and credit those to your account. So now let's say you go for the summer months and you have a credit to your account and now you get into fall where it starts, you know, more rainy weather, um, days are shorter. Um, now you can start using out of that bank of kilowatt hours that we've credited to your account. Um, for any kind of excess you would use. And then if you roll into and you run out of those kilowatt hours, obviously you would only be paying for the amount of kilowatt hours that we're having to provide to you. So 
kind of in closing, um, your department, you manage the department that folks are going to be dealing with when they call in so or or contact us so um as someone as a member interested in solar when i contact you or your folks what kind of help am i going to be getting yeah so we have a team of um um, engineers and technicians that are um, a lot smarter than i am so we'll we'll get um those people involved so which is pretty smart (laughs) i'll take the compliment (laughs) so um those people will um We'd, we'd like for them to be in this process from the get-go. So um, from the time you feel like that you are interested in solar, um, be in contact with us. We can talk about the process that's required to be a net metering member and uh, go through that connection process. And then um, as you work through that and, and you pick a you pick a vendor, you pick a contractor, they do your install, um, we'll have technicians, um, engineers that will show up on site to make sure that that system is, is um, installed and and the safety measures are there that so that we can commission it. So they'll, they will be on site to be able to do those things. And, and one thing that we like to mention that isn't necessarily under the, the solar umbrella, but, you know, we offer every member a free energy audit. So if, if obviously you're interested in, in cutting energy costs, we can send our experts um, in the energy audit department to your home and they can give you some feedback on things that you might be able to, to change day one and start saving on some of those bills. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to bring up. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times where when you start looking at this, this, this is going to be a pretty major investment um, for a solar um, field. So you could go through and look and say, okay, what is would the money be more well spent somewhere in, in energy efficiency for my home? And uh, do your return on investment on those kinds of things too before you try to dive off into a solar Anything that you want to add bef- before we go? So I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. Um, we've got some resources on our website. We have a checklist that has a lot of this stuff we've talked about. Um, it's underneath the My Home drop-down and then Net Metering tab. There's a there's a PDF there that you can print out and uh, kind of go through these things and make sure you're you're looking into these. All of our contact information's on there, so we're easy to get a hold of. And uh, we, we look forward to talking to you. We want to be a resource. Um, resource for our members and just you know a quality control um, wall to make sure that you're making the right decision and and that that you know what you're getting into before you make this large investment so thanks barrett for joining us i know your time you don't have a lot of it so thank you for joining us today and and spreading your knowledge to to members through through this platform thanks for having me look forward to talking to the members about solar Thanks to Barbara Jenkins, our producer. I'm Brandon Fisher. Until next time, have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Next Greatest Thing, powered by the Arkansas Valley Electric Cooperative Corporation. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MyEnergyAVECC. Visit our website at www dot We hope to see you down the line.